0: This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6:30 Central at www.twitch.tv/blancaog. Hope you enjoy the show.
1: Welcome, guys. This is week 59. We are here. We're excited about it. Definitely pumped to have you guys here. Happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully, if you're out there listening, uh, you're enjoying your time with family. And if not, we're just hoping that you're you're enjoying stuff in your face, getting fat. Um, But um, no, we're pumped for it. This is Club Red. Obviously, we're here to talk a little bit about Texas Tech Sports. Somewhat rough night, but there was some silver linings in the lost Oklahoma State. We'll be talking about that a little bit later. As well as we got the up and co- upcoming game against Baylor and obviously Texas Tech basketball to touch base with. But uh, before we go into that, make sure if you're not already, give us a follow on Spotify and iTunes. If it is on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Drop the review below. Always appreciate that. As far as social media accounts go. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you do, swing by the YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit that bell notification. That way you're notified each time a video goes live. That's been doing really well. Thank you guys very much for uh, how well that's been going so far. Uh, As far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, find him at CalvinBBarrett. And me can find me at Blanco where the L a one. And lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, anything like that that you want to hear us discuss on the show, or if you need to reach out to us for any reason, email us at TailgateTalksPod at gmail.com. Let's jump into this. We got plenty of talk to plenty to talk about today.
0: We're we'll gonna start this thing off right. Raiders! Raiders!
2: Man, I've been waiting raider all my life to do that. I'm all here.
1: Like, I love that song just because it's Texas Tech, but also like it's a little bit of like reminiscing every time now. Like it's just it's just a, always going to be a fun intro. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Uh, it's a, we're, we're we're on a Monday recording, a little weird, but a little weird. Pump for it, pump for it. Um, so no know, we got plenty to get through on this on this club red episode. We do need to talk about the loss with Oklahoma State. We lost twenty three to zero. It was our last home game of the season. It was our senior night. Um, again, uh, it, even though it, it, it was, it was we 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 kind of served up a fat old donut. There is little little kind of silver linings to it. Obviously, we don't want to lose. We want a shot at every game that we're playing. So, getting smoked by twenty three points and uh, not putting a single one on the board is not an easy sight. But. Uh, Brooks, you're you're usually uh, I, I I saw some of the officiating. Um, you're you're our biggest referee lover. I what are your thoughts and reactions to this game?
2: I'll go ahead and pay off a shot bet that it's a game I'd like to forget.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I mean, I didn't have that many gripes with the officiating. Um, it's always funny. Like when a call like that trickles through and you're like, man, I've watched so many games where you could have called that yeah." or it feels like they could have called something, but all of a sudden now in a different, like in a play that can change the game, mm-hmm. it comes out, but ultimately you weren't going to win that game. Didn't matter. You weren't going to be able to go down and score anyway. So I think it was weird. It was one of those games that it was close to, for the majority of the game, but yet it felt like we were getting beat by so much more. Oh yeah. Just because the fact that your offense couldn't move the ball, the defense played pretty well in the game. I, you know, they, they kept this around. They held them to field goals when they needed to. It's an offense that I wasn't scared of. So I was, you know, happy to see that kind of performance from them, but yeah, struggled on offense. It was tough all day. You're, you know, freshman quarterback looked like a freshman quarterback, and Mm -hmm. that defense will do it to you when you have no offensive line help. Your receivers weren't really doing much to help you. And, yeah, you're going to look like that when you have no time and it's only your second start. It's going to be really difficult for you. And so I I think most – the storyline in this is that Oklahoma State has an amazing defense. Yeah. And so don't let it, like, twist your mind too much in how you're going to evaluate Donovan Smith moving forward. That's, that's the kind of performance you're going to get from, from a guy making his second start when he's going up against the best big 12 defense. And so that's kind of all I have to take away from it. Uh, obviously disappointing. You couldn't compete and get that, you know, win to close out these seniors careers at the, at the Jones, but you know, we'll we'll take it and move forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, I um I saw RC retweeted. It was like a OSU stat thing. I don't know if y'all caught that, but it was like week nine through twelve. Oklahoma State was number one in the nation for defense in fewest yards Damn. allowed by a lot, like five point eight yards allowed week nine through eight. The next one is Georgia at nine point three. Like they're killing it on the defense. Uh, Dustin, thoughts, reactions. What, what 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 do you feel? How are you feeling about the Oklahoma State game and turnout? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those, yeah, it was horrible, and we felt like it was worse than the scoreboard led on. But it's also one of those, like, don't get so caught up and depressed about it. It's what happens when your freshman quarterback's making his second start plays a top-five defense. Yeah. That has great gap integrity, really great run defense, and so he couldn't scramble because of that integrity. And on the back end, they cover real well because of the pressure that they can get. So it's just one of those, like, throw it away. Don't worry about it. Let's move on to Baylor. Yeah. Focus on playing that game. So it happens. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, best defense by far that you're going to play all year. They're a legit top five defense, like, in any category you look at. Mm-hmm. So that's just what you had to deal with on Saturday night.
1: Well, unfortunately, right? it. it, it... I think y'all kind of summed it up like perfectly there. It's 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 frustrating to lose like that at all, but
0: but we we got our best player on the field a lot in our punter. He crushed it last week.
2: He really did. He, he set a record. He set he? a record. for I didn't most not
0: Yard kicks in a game at eight. Holy shit! He averaged like fifty-four yards per punt. Good god. I mean, Thank God he was awesome because he flipped the field and pinned them inside the 20 so many times. And it's like, well, gave our defense a chance, and he did.
2: Uh, I didn't even pick up on that stat. And it's not a stat you really want to brag about. (laughs) (laughs) Because you had to punt it eight times, yeah. But you're you're thankful that you have a guy who's able to do that if you're in a game where you have to punt a lot, so – you
1: know it was something that I thought about, though? I'm actually uh, – I thought about it after last week's game, and I forgot to kind of mention it, was thank God for Garibay, too, because how many years, like even during the Cliff saga, where we oh, had yeah. horrible kicking, horrible kicking.
0: Yeah, that was my, like, need these guys to show up thing in the early in the season was the kicking game. Right. Because we've had decent teams that have screwed us by kicking. But yeah, um, McNamara was nine punts for five hundred eight yards, crazy. four in the twenty and a longest seventy. Fucking hell! Awesome. I, oh, I did watch the seventy beast. yard punt.
1: Damn!
0: All right, all right. Um,
1: so Donovan Smith, second outing or second official outing for him. Um, what are your thoughts, Dustin, on like on his performance? I mean, he went up against. About as tough of a defense as he could have possibly gone against. Uh, what was it? A seventeen QBR? Yeah. Like, I mean, he he had a rough day. It, it was thirteen QBR. Sorry, thirteen. Yeah, eighty-three yards. Um. Mm. What, what 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 are you feeling about him? I mean, I, he he got more experience and he got to go up against you know as hard of a defense as he ever will. But what what are you thinking about his performance?
0: I think, especially with him being so young, like that's one of those like. Come you can just sit down and watch the film with him and instead of like crushing his soul about where he messed up so Mm -hmm. much. Like just look at a few plays here and there and be like, Hey, you should have made this read. If you don't lose your mind and try to scramble here and take one step up, maybe you have this crossing. Like find some stuff that he went one way and should have went the other way, kind of deal. Grab some learning points from it. Don't bury him for it. Yeah. Because obviously we've seen him the week before be amazing and fill in pretty well. So, I mean, the potential is obviously there. So don't crush the kid for it. Um, same with Baron Morton that came in for like a drive. Don't crush him for it. Like find some learning points. Let's move on. We still got two games to play.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Brooks, what are, you, what are you thinking about Donovan Smith there? I mean, obviously we were all over the high train last week. Uh, I mean, we're still there. What are you thinking?
2: It's definitely a humbling experience after, you know, he let, the world on fire last yeah. week going off like you got both sides of the pendulum on this one right you got the great performance in the win, and then you got just like a one of our all-time offensive low performances yeah, yeah it's nothing to get super mad about I think I think it's definitely going to be a huge learning lesson for him and maybe this ends up being something kind of good for him in the end all be all is like you don't have this good of big 12 defense come through all that often so Most he's definitely never. gonna yeah <laughs> so he's definitely gonna have some a chance to learn from this he kind of you know knows what it's like now to go against a tough defense right, you gotta yeah. remain calm but ultimately how are you supposed to thrive as a quarterback when your offensive line is going up against the front that gets in the backfield almost every play like yeah. he had really no chance to succeed here whether his offensive game plan and we'll get into that a little bit but You know, ultimately he was kind of set up for failure in this game and your line didn't do anything to help you and their defensive line was just in his face all day. So, I mean, good quarterbacks would have struggled in that situation. So, like Dustin said, take the film, learn some things from it and try to get better and see what you can do next week against another pretty decent Big 12 defense in Baylor.
0: Yeah. And, like, yeah, like their defensive line was so good. And what I noticed, I went to the game – And, yeah, they got five sacks, but, yeah, the pressure was there. They controlled that line of scrimmage, and we definitely could not run the ball. Nope. Nope. 25 rushing yards on 26 attempts. (laughs) But the other thing was they had such good integrity on that line that Donovan Smith couldn't scramble and keep plays alive or make something happen with his feet either. So you took that element away from him and us, and that held us down a lot too. It's, I, I
1: think it, 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 it ended up being what we thought it would end up being, right? Like we, we didn't come into this fully expecting to win, but uh, I think that we do kind of need to look at the defense a little bit here, holding them, you know, pretty well. Yeah. I mean, 23 points, keeping them down to that. And, and obviously the, pun- the punter that we were, you were, you were just talking about pinning him back over and over again, like the defense still had to make those stops. This with how many possessions Oklahoma state had, this could have been a blowout like sure. big, big time. So we got to kind of take that little bit of a silver lining, but I think the main focus here would be that like, this is Donovan Smith's like up for next season. Like we wanted to get him some hard competition. Yeah. We got him as hard of a defense as he's ever going to face. We got him up against a very good Baylor team next year and a bowl game right after that. Like, where 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 things are going to be lining up really well for this kid next season, I feel like. But um, well, we touched base on it a little bit there. Brooks did about the offensive line. Um, what do you feel in Brooks about with with Cumby after that performance? <laughs>
2: Man, it's hard because I don't want to, like, swing far one way and then swing all the way back because, you know, I'm I'm still on the – hey, if he was our offensive coordinator, I think I'd be good with it. Um, I, I did think this was not a very well uh, thought out game plan. I, I didn't think we did much to help Donovan Smith against what we knew was going to be a pretty good pass rush. Um, you didn't really have anything creative in the run game. It was all very predictable. But then at the same time, it's kind of just like, what are you supposed to do in that situation? Um, and and so, I, I don't know. I, it wasn't a good look. Like, having them 100 yards of total offense and scoring zero points at home is not going to look good, especially when you're, like, kind of auditioning for a job. So, kind of just as good as he did last week offensively, like, this kind of washed it for me. Yeah. Like, and so, you know, if he – if he's our offensive coordinator, I'm going to be fine with it. If he's not, I'm going to be fine with it too. you know, it's nothing that I'm just like dying for him to be our OC. Like you see some people are, but at the same time, I do think he's brought a pretty efficient offense around this year. And like, we've talked about the consistency of having him can be important, but ultimately it's Joey McGuire's decision. And um, I'll roll with whatever that guy's going with. He's got, he's
1: he's definitely going to have a good
2: pick and good, good point there.
1: Um, Dustin. I mean, any thoughts? I mean, you, you were kind of uh, a little hesitant to to offer the the letter for next year. You were just like, yeah, no, we we'll see. It's a good start. Um, what, what where are you at after this week with Cumby?
0: Yeah, I think Brooks kind of nailed it. It's like you got both sides of both sides of the bookend here. Bookends here, like the super bad and the super good from last week, and mm-hmm. more like how does he bounce back in the next? two games over the next month. And obviously like be able to put up some 28, 28, 35, 40 point games. If our defense is going to show up and play pretty well, like we did, like, yeah, you would kill for our defense to hold teams to 23 points and a yeah. punter to be bomb and stuff. And it's like, Oh, but we you scored zero. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> that is a uh, very so good
1: point though.
0: It, it's, it just depends how well he, he bounces back. I mean, He's got a month and two more games, so a lot of progress can be made. Yeah, um, obviously can't put up another another dud. If he puts up another dud, and it's on him offensively of why we lost the game, then probably gonna lose that opportunity for next year.
1: No, that's that's a really good point there, though. Like that that's the defensive dream, right? Is to hold number nine in the nation and that kind of a defense like that kind of a team right now to 23 points and like three uh, like down only three after the first quarter down 13 after the second like that's all you can really ask out of your defense
2: Yeah, that, that's that's basically a lights out performance and for- we had and we were too good at batting down passes we batted down like two pick sixes like we had two pick six opportunities and they were batted down at the line of scrimmage. You're like, Oh man, there's one in the end zone that we had the dudes just covered up and it was going to be a pick. We knocked it down and there was another one at another opportunity. So it's like, ah, man, great play. But yeah.
1: Yeah. you know, I kind of feel that way about like the, the scoop and score too, though. Like, you either yeah. like going for the interception or like just batting it down and just getting the defensive play kind of like, you know, yeah. either scoop it I mean, and score it, it, or like just land on the fucking ball.
2: Uh, and it's just making the play when you have it. But you know, you saw some of those, what it looked like on the other end. You're like, Oh man, that ball gets through there. That's a pick. And then yeah. of course, Deidre Taylor Demerson had a pick that he just let go through his hands. So yeah, I also had some opportunities to make some really big plays on defense. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I think all in all, uh, you know, good from the defense. Offense needs a lot of work. Uh, like, I, and this was about as good of a defense that, that we're gonna face. But, um, I think in the end, this is just mostly just more practice for Donovan Smith, and I'm cool with it. Honestly, that's a, that was a good outing from the defense, which has not been our forte for the like first half of the season. Uh, and I'm I'm proud of them for stepping that up. But uh, we do got to move on. Uh, we do have our game coming up uh, this weekend. That is going to be against the Baylor Bears. Uh, we're not doing the Dallas thing anymore, right? We're at Baylor for this. Yeah.
2: you yeah, have been done with that for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it still in the back of my head. That's what I did when I was in school. Um, but uh, we got the Baylor Bears coming up. It's a home game for them. Uh, they're number 11 in the nation at the moment of the co- recording. Obviously, it's going to be changed probably after next weekend. Or after tomorrow, um, but any any expectations, uh, Dustin? What what are you thinking? Uh, kind of heading into this game, what do you hope to see? Um, I mean, what would what would make this kind of a a good outcome, good game for you?
0: Like we say this almost every game, but just keep it close. <laughs> um, and I mean, you would like to say that went well last week, just looking at the score, but. Then your offense puts up zero, so really you didn't yeah. help yourself out there. And, again, you're playing another top 20-ish, top 15-type defense and a head coach that's known for defense. And Baylor's looking really, really solid, especially for their last game of the season. They're playing for chance to go to the Big 12 title game, I'm pretty sure, and looking for some big games bowl game-wise. So they have a lot to play for still. Yep. Um, so they're going to be coming in fired up, and so can you keep it close? And can Cumbie and Donovan Smith have a bounce back and show some life this week?
1: Yeah. I think that's a that's a pretty important take out of this. Is is can can we see anything out of Cumbie? Like I mean, I I know that you're facing a tough defense last week, but we need to see any sort of adjustments kind of be made to where you can put some points up. Uh, Brooks, what are you hoping to see out of this Baylor game?
2: Yeah, you obviously want to see an offensive bounce-back performance. You want to see a better performance from your offensive line. Give Donovan a little bit of time to throw it. That's going to help a lot. Create some running holes for your defense – or for your running backs. Um, Baylor is really good on the defensive side of the ball. They're giving up 19 points a game. And so it's going to take some creativity. We're going to have to – you know, Cumbie's going to have to have more of an Iowa State performance than uh, he had more of a – the Oklahoma state performance. So, I'm hoping that we see more of that. We see some more uh you know, throwing the ball, uh getting Eric Azukama the ball. We didn't do that a whole lot last game. Um take your shots on the field when can't, but just an overall more consistent offensive performance and then uh a note for Baylor, their their quarterback is questionable. He got hurt in the Kansas game. I don't think he played the rest of or the Kansas state game. And I don't think he played the rest of that game. And so he's kind of day to day right now. So we don't know his status, which could ultimately be something that, you know, is in our favor. Uh, I don't think that necessarily their offense has been killing it by any means, but they can put some yards on you on the ground. And and so if your defense can kind of play like you have been the last several weeks, keep the ground game limited, you're going to give yourself a chance to be in the game and it's just can your offense do things to keep you in the game
1: i mean good points there Uh, yeah i'm kind of looking at their schedule right now they didn't really blow out too many people uh they blew out west virginia and kansas but like they're not like destroying anybody like consistently uh there might be a shot at keeping this close Uh, i don't know 14 point uh 14 point favorites kind of kind of really high um, but I, I'm looking forward to this game again, more practice, but obviously you need to, you need to, you need to buy your offense some time to kind of wind up a little bit. Can't say that enough. I mean, but yeah, said so, it, but yeah, yeah.
0: go back real quick. What's up? yeah you know, Baylor playing for possible big 12 title game. Oh yeah. So if Oklahoma state beats OU this weekend and Baylor beats us, then they're in. So they're definitely playing for a lot, um, based just off of that.
1: That's true. I still, I feel like Oklahoma State's gonna. I don't know. Oklahoma's got something to prove too. I, that's gonna be an f- interesting game to watch. That's for sure.
2: I don't know. It'll, um, it'll be in Oklahoma State, I think. So let's find out. I'm curious. That should should play in the favor of Oklahoma State, and if their mm-hmm. defense plays anyway to the level that they have right. been, it's gonna be a tough game for Oklahoma. Very and yeah, Baylor's got got a lot on the line, Um, and you've just kind of got your pride on the line. Can you keep you know get some mojo back, get that seventh win go into bowl season, feeling pretty good? Can't ruin somebody's chance at maybe playing in a conference championship game like that would be fun to do. Be a spoiler.
1: Well, why? Well, if Kansas can ruin UT for us, why can't we ruin Baylor for everybody else? Why not? I hope so. I hope we do. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So that is going to be our shot bet for this week for, for Club Red. Uh, again, Baylor is a 14-point favorite. Uh, they're they're going to be – we're going to be at Baylor, so it's going to be a little bit more difficult, obviously, to pull it off at home. But two-touchdown favorite. Um, Anybody wanting to kind of take the first stab at this shot bet? Like, this is kind of a difficult one because – Last week, what was it? Uh, ten points, ten and a half, kind of. Uh, where was ten, it? yeah, yeah. So this week, yeah, right at ten. This week being at fourteen, so even even more difficult in my opinion. Um, I, you know what? I, 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 in hopes that my that my my unluckiness and shot bets holds up, I'm gonna hold the Baylor side of this line. I, I and then hope that we keep it closer just that we kind of have a good sign, but like, kind of, I guess, hedge that bet a little bit. I'm going to take the Baylor side of this bet in, in hopes that Texas Tech actually doesn't do what 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 is predicted to happen, I guess. I don't know, but that's going to be my bet. I'm going to take the Baylor side, 14
0: or higher. Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. I think Baylor's got too much to play for, <clears throat> too good of a defense, just a little better team than we are at this point, so... I don't see 14 points being that difficult for them to cover.
1: Yeah. True. Brooks, what, what are you feeling over there? What, what side of the bet are you on?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with tech to cover a really large spread for a team that we don't know if they're going to be with their starting quarterback or not. Yeah. That's a big, um, I think that will be a big factor. And like Oklahoma state, their offense doesn't scare me. Yeah. And so I think defensively we'll be able to keep us in the game. And I think you'll probably get a bounce back performance from the offense. I don't expect them to blow the doors off anybody, but 14 points is a big spread for a team that you played pretty well over the last couple of years. So um, I'll, I'll go ahead and take us to cover that. Cool. That's Could fair. be We're losing we're losing by like 20 and get a touchdown at the very end. You oh know, whatever
1: i thought that was gonna happen in this oklahoma state game to be honest with you because like even all the way up until the last quarter <laughs> huh
2: yeah well, i was praying for it i'm like we still had a chance yeah, in yeah. The fourth all quarter the, to make it
1: all the way up until the last quarter i thought i was gonna get a shot at that little last little chip yardage or chip touchdown i'm like all right cool we did it my bet won um but all right so shot bet for this week again texas tech versus baylor at baylor 14 point favorite Me and Dustin taking the Baylor side of the bet. Brooks staying the home faithful, thinking that they'll pull it out or at least keep this close and competitive, taking the Texas Tech side of the bet. Uh, The last little bit for Texas Tech football that we do got to touch base on is McGuire is still on the recruiting spree. I think we just pulled, was this earlier today or or late yesterday? We we pulled another three-star recruit.
0: Oh yeah, earlier today.
1: Okay, thought so. So earlier today, today,
0: yesterday, there's been, like usual,
2: a lot of activity. Consistent training. Yeah. What do you got? So Brent? yesterday, yesterday you pulled in three-star linebacker Ty Kana or Kana. I don't know how you pronounce it, but uh, he was formerly committed to play at USC. He held a lot of really good offers from good schools. Uh, And so he was a big get. And then you also got a three-star offensive lineman, Eric Gray. And those two are both in the class of 2022. So they'll be here next year. And just a little bit of a note, just to kind of show how much a difference McGuire has made is you're now a top 50 class for 2022 when you were like over 80 with Wells, who just like wasn't doing anything for you. And so, and just, like a short amount of time in like two weeks mcguire has already made a huge difference in these high school recruiting classes so um, that's kind of what that does for you
0: corner today 2023 yeah so our 2023 class is coming together
2: really well and And there's rumors of more to come so it's just a revolving door on these commitments it's just so much (laughs) coming through every single day
0: and yeah, I noticed. I think it was yesterday or the day before that multiple TCU kids decommitted, and so,
2: and they were know. here for visits over the weekend yeah. too.
0: <laughs> Who else was it?
2: Yeah. Uh, things are looking know, up.
0: Man. I like it.
2: Oh uh,
1: man, it, 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 he has he has that pull on this statement and we said that early on. We're we're excited for what he can do, and from the high school level, bringing him to college. Uh, Cedar Hill is legendary um so let's go ahead and move this over uh, that is gonna kind of wrap up the football talk for the week uh, obviously we'll, we'll have some more for you guys next week which will be in about 10 days from now it should be a little weird to have that big of a gap but long break yeah yeah but that's part of recording Monday to Wednesday Monday and Wednesdays differently but um you know shorter week for you guys this week so maybe a little bit more content I don't know anyways uh Texas Tech basketball gonna be the next thing we touch base on. We had the game against Incarnate Word in South Padre, uh, Incarnate Word being a uh, they they they've had a couple of decent years of basketball, but they're not doing too hot this year. 0 4 to start the season. Texas Tech beats them 84 to 62. Um anybody any of y'all get a chance to really watch this game very well? I I didn't really watch much. I just kind of watched a little bit of highlights.
2: Uh and we had it on okay
0: yeah, it was on you were right on the uh, floor level
2: <laughs> it was it was horrible. ESPN spent no effort whatsoever in trying to get this game on oh, shit. uh it was on ESPN plus but yeah I mean the facility that we played in didn't really give you the advantage of having a good camera view. It was like a small high school gym uh, uh size. Um, really what baffles me is that we agreed to play this game there it really made no sense to me whatsoever really a dumbass idea you take a home (laughs) game you took a home game away from your fans where we would have had plenty of people there you go to south padre you play a team nobody gives a crap about uh on this court that you can only fit a few (laughs) fans in it's really made no sense in a court like that sometimes you can have a bad game because you're not used to playing in Places like that and for the majority of the game we weren't playing very good like we were losing at one point in the second half you looked kind of uh dysfunctional for a lot several portions of the game Uh, your defense had lots of lapses kept giving up wide open three after wide open three to a team that you should have just blown out of the water but i mean ultimately just a really questionable decision making on why we played that game (laughs) there
1: that's weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this this little arena now. I got it folded up finally, and this little this was on ESPN. Like, did it look just ESPN like this? Plus.
2: It's on it's ESPN the Plus? Down ESPN Plus, but so yeah, it's that's just what like it looked like.
1: One little camera on a center pivot, going yeah. Side no, to side. no
2: commercials, no commercials at all. Just during the timeouts, you would just stare at center court.
0: Yeah, no even um, like fill in music. Yeah, <laughs> like, what? I no commercials, but like yeah.
2: Halftime was just 20 minutes of dead silence. Space. Like, what the yeah. fuck?
1: Yeah. This is...
2: It was pretty ridiculous. Like, they couldn't... Like, the scores were adjusted wrong. The time would disappear. It's a real shitty, like, just a whole...
0: Yeah, I only watched, whole like, thing some was... of the first half before I went to tailgate for football. and. It's... I was glad I didn't have to watch any more of that because after keeping stats for two JUCO games and I was like, why am I at the same camera
2: angle? This is literally another JUCO game. <laughs> That's why it looks like it it be another... played. I would rather it be played at SBC's gym. It yeah. Was like, oh my gosh, it was so bad. But uh some other notes from it. So, you know, obviously, welcome back, Terrence Shannon Jr. He started the game off with the first five points. He had a three and then a still and dunk. He went for 16 points. He had six assists. He had two steals in his return. Uh, Kevin McCuller was our high scorer of the game. He had 17 points, and he must have listened to Arlie because he went four for six from three-point land he in was that game. Nice. He was very motivated. Good. And the last guy I want to shout out is, as the announcers called him, Daniel Bochco. Uh <laughs> Guys couldn't get his name right till the very end. It's Bacho, but they kept calling him Botchko.
1: Why?
2: Uh he- Dude, he was all over the place. He had eight points, eight rebounds. He had a block. He had a steal. He was doing it all. I was really impressed watching him. He was everywhere on the court. So uh, it was really fun to watch him. He he looked like one of our best players in spurts, just what he was doing. Um, So he was really fun to watch. But that's kind of your uh, guys who really showed out. Adonis Arms had another pretty solid game. Uh, Bryson Williams struggled for the first time. Um, Ooh, I yeah. think he kind of had a hard fall in the first half or something but he didn't play a whole lot. He he didn't play a whole lot of minutes. So
1: No, nah, he took 8 total shots.
2: So Yeah, so not not the performance you expected from him, but ultimately it was one of those games where you're getting two guys back to your lineup. And so it was going to probably be a little Yeah bit of a mess coming in with that but ultimately you figured it out and once you separated yourself from them you never looked back you just kept it a little closer than it should have been for too long yeah but
1: uh, otherwise i mean looking good that's a good i mean that's a solid performance uh what do we our, our next game what we got we got omaha on tuesday so that'll be tomorrow if you're listening live or yesterday if you're listening to the podcast um, but I don't think that I don't think there should be anything really to expect out of this Omaha game other than kind of another similar performance. Uh we just kind of might be a little bit better to see maybe a little bit more uh fluidity out of the out of the out of the defensive side of it. Um I don't know. What what do you what do you feel like Brooks? What are you thinking about these next coming up games against Omaha and Lamar?
2: Yeah, these are your last two warm-up games before you get to the good competition in our non-conference schedule. You got Providence and Tennessee around the corner. So uh, these are some tune-up games, you know, Uh, more minutes where you have TJ and Clarence in the lineup. So you can get a little more fluidity with that. But yeah, your defense is probably the part that you're looking at the most. We can score with just about anybody, I think. And um, you've got to have more consistent defense. You can definitely go on dominant stretches like we've seen it in every game where we've been able to shut the other team down, but you've got to do that more consistently, especially once you get to these better teams with better offenses and guys who are, you know, are certified buckets. So just kind of look for that. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm chemistry looking, to mesh.
1: Like I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm even looking at this Incarnate Word team and 50, almost
2: 53 percent from three. Yeah, like they were shooting lights out. Yeah, and yeah. it's just a lot. A lot of your rotations, you're you're not rotating. Yeah. Very well. And so they're getting really open looks. And when you're giving these dudes open looks, they're hitting their shots.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, that kind of comes against, again, with a little bit of, a little bit of more team chemistry and fluidity and kind of understanding, like, when one player is going to come out to to cover the three-point line and when they're not. Um, I mean, Dustin, any thoughts about these games? Anything you'd like to see out of them for the next two before uh, we start kind of getting into the meat and potatoes of the schedule?
0: Yeah, just about more of the defense kind of gelling and rotating and covering stuff better. You know, yeah. we're pretty happy with a lot of other stuff that's happened mm-hmm. throughout uh, the first few weeks. And so just that's going to take some time to gel and make it happen. So, yeah, just sit tight. It'd be okay.
1: No, definitely. It's just uh, just, just tuning. Uh, that's mostly what we got to be looking forward to here. Um, but that does kind of wrap up the the Tech, Tech basketball. Obviously, we'll have some more for you guys coming up next week. Love talking about it. Um, but they're, they're looking solid. They're just looking solid. I think, I think that we're going to have a good shot at a decent run this year. And uh, I, I'm blindly hopeful that we end up beating out UT in the tournament. That, that
2: Yeah. yeah, You've been good. And this team will get better as this season goes on, as your defense shapes up and as your offense gets more consistent and you kind of realize the lineups that you're going to be using more. So yeah. there's a lot of room to work and it'll, kind of play itself out, I think, over the next month or so. Um, but on
1: other news, uh to kind of wrap up our Club Red episode, we do have the 2022 baseball schedule, their season schedule released. Announced. Uh here's a bit of the here's a what is this graphic for the Big 12 play that we have. Um anything that y'all are looking forward to from the baseball team yet? I mean I know obviously we're way, way, way out, but uh, any good matchups you're looking forward to? Any y'all have a chance to kind of look at the schedule?
0: That first opening weekend, of, I think we're playing at Globe Life or whatever they're calling the Rangers ballpark.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're it's playing the, a good
0: little tournament that week.
2: Yeah, it's going to be called the 2022 State Farm College Baseball Showdown at Ooh. Globe Life Field.
1: Yeah, we got Michigan, Auburn, name. and Arizona.
2: Almost as long as our time it takes Tom Brady to come back on your NFL team <laughs> recap name. <laughs> Somebody needed to do it. All
1: right, glad you did it. Uh, yeah, definitely got that opener. That's gonna be a ton of fun there. And then coming back, to Dallas Baptist, Kent State, a couple of fluff, couple of fluff games. That that'll be it'll be a good start to the season there. We don't really hit the the hard stuff until a little bit later.
2: Right, this was more just a Kent note State. to point out, hey, yeah. the baseball schedule's out there, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's around the corner.
1: You know, what? here I'm gonna retweet it that way other people can get it if they want it. Um, but anyways, cool. So that is gonna wrap up this week's Club Red. A little bit short on the shorter side than we've had over the last couple of weeks, but definitely still plenty to talk about next week. Definitely excited to have you guys here and appreciate you swinging by and listening to the show this week. Uh, anything else for you guys on this episode of Club Red? Good, good, cool, cool. Well, guys, make sure, uh, again, hopefully you have a happy Thanksgiving out there. Definitely appreciate you swinging in here, checking us out. Uh, make sure you give us a follow on Instagram or on on, on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, drop the rating. Give us a five-star review. Make sure you hit up our socials, at tailgate underscore talks, where you would normally find us on on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of it. Uh, Dustin, if you ever want to hit him up, uh, if you ever want to check his tweets out, Dustin DustinMember22 is where you'll find him. Brooks, you'll find him at Calvin B. Barrett. Me, you'll find me at block over the Ls of one. Uh, well, that wraps up this week, guys. That wraps up Club Red. Uh, of course, we got to replay the moment from last week one more time. Peace. Here it goes. Tied at 38, three seconds to
2: go, 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good! It is good! It is good! Jonathan
1: Garabay has won the game with a 62-yard field goal! Oh my he